This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. My name is Cassie Smith, and as always, it is a privilege each time that I get to share A Word in Season with you. I was listening to a song this year that I actually heard Christmas of 2019 for the first time called Making Room by David and Nicole Binion. I'm going to put a link in today's episode notes so that you can listen to it on YouTube or you can also find it on any of your favorite streaming services. It opens up with this. It says, no room in the end for our Savior. Sadly, they turned him away. Send him on out to the stable. Let him be born with the sheep and the hay. No room for Jesus. No room in our worship for Jesus. Forsaking his will for a stage. Content just to go through the motions, get through the list, and we'll call it a day. No room for Jesus. It goes on to sing in the chorus, but I have decided I'm making room. Here in my heart, O Lord, I'm making room. Come and dwell in me. Jesus, never leave. I'm making room. The first thing I'll do in the morning and the last thing I'll do every night is build you a throne with my worship. I live for communion no matter the price. There's room for Jesus, always room for Jesus. It begins to sing out because I delight in you. I delight in you. All that I want is found in you. And I begin to think as I listened to this yesterday, what does it mean to make room for Jesus? What does it mean to delight in him? We know the nativity story. Even those who were not raised in church understand the nativity story and they see it around this time every year. That there was no room for a laboring Mary who had traveled so far from Nazareth to Bethlehem during the latter stages of her pregnancy. She came to this inn only to find there was no room for them, and the only place for Jesus to enter the world was a nearby stable. I think about the classic Christmas song, Joy to the World, and my favorite line from the song, Let every heart prepare him room. But do we understand that this just isn't needed at Christmas time, but a daily practice that the early church was founded upon and that we are to take on that same practice of making room for Jesus and pass that on to our children and to their children. It has been a year like no other in our lifetime. As we have all endured trying times, the world has needed to know that somebody cares. Because of our faithful partners, that is just what we've been able to do all year long. Knowing that everything we do must come from a humble posture before God, we have engaged in local, national, and global prayer initiatives, including the Return, 50-Day Fight, Fill the Bowls, and others from the beginning of the year to the end. As the pandemic spread and shutdowns began, God provided unique ways for us to serve like distributing 90,000 N95 masks across the country to medical professionals and first responders, sending food and other supplies to the Navajo Nation and other hard-hit communities, and partnering with churches and organizations to meet the needs of the elderly, shut-ins, and struggling families throughout the greater Houston area. When tornadoes tore through Tennessee and hurricanes pummeled the Gulf Coast, the net that works sprang to action, coming alongside local churches to provide cleaning and hygiene supplies, groceries and hot meals, tarps, generators, building supplies, as well as volunteers to let families and communities reeling from the disasters know that somebody cares. 
As people lost jobs, rioting affected communities, and national divisiveness escalated, we were also there for church, ministry, business, and community leaders who needed encouragement and counsel to lead well. In addition to providing confidential counsel to many, our transforming leadership gatherings went virtual, allowing godly mature leaders to share biblical and life lessons for others to glean. The A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends podcast equipped more people for service. Chapters and centers across the country and around the world also continued serving their communities when many others shut their doors. Grocery distributions increased, deliveries to shut-ins began, youth programs moved online for a time, as did crisis chaplaincy services. The needs of the homeless were met, prayer line calls were answered, and people came to faith in Christ. All because somebody cares through you and us. And His name is Jesus. Thank you for being a part of the net that works and letting people know somebody cares. Acts 2, verse 46 through 47 in New King James Version says this, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Making room for Him is an everyday, throughout your day, needed occurrence for not only your sake, but for those that you're going to come in contact with. I recently completed a Devo on You version called All is Calm, a perfect (laughs) Devo for the Christmas week. And I love that they use the acronym REST. The R stood for Remember His Goodness. E, Express Your Neediness. S, Seek His Stillness. And T, Trust His Faithfulness. In Luke 7, 18 through 23, and I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. It opens with the prophet John's question. So in verse 18, John's disciples reported to him in prison about all the wonderful miracles and the works that Jesus was doing. So John dispatched two of his disciples to go and inquire of Jesus. When they came before the master, they asked him, are you the coming Messiah we've been expecting or are we to continue to look for someone else? John the prophet has sent us to you to seek your answer. Without answering, Jesus turned to the crowd and healed many of their incurable diseases. His miracle power freed many from their suffering. He restored the gift of sight to the blind, and he drove out the demonic spirits from those who were tormented. Only then did Jesus give an answer. And he says this in 22, now go back and tell John what you have just seen and heard today. The blind are now seeing, the crippled are now walking, those who are lepers are now cured, those who were deaf are now hearing, those who were dead are now raised back to life, the poor and the broken are given the hope of salvation. And tell John these words, the blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me no matter what happens. Most of us have never been in John's shoes. Here he is at the end of his life. He knows that the days are numbered. He's imprisoned. He knows that there's a death sentence on his head, that he has made people angry with his holiness and his lifestyle of repentance and in preparing the way for the Messiah. And now he has reached the point that seems, and if you read on the story, you know that it was the end of John's life. And in this moment, he sends 
his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah or are we still waiting? I believe that was a question of, is there still more time to my life? Jesus answers it by saying, look at what is happening. Look at the miracles. Look at the restoration of lives. His answer was to look and reflect on what you see happening, which goes back to our acronym REST, to remember His goodness. I also lean into what Jesus said to tell John that the blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in Him, in Christ Jesus, no matter what happens. So many times we get into the mindset that if anything looks like decrease, John at one point tells his disciples that he has to decrease so that Jesus can increase, that it is his time to go away and it's time for Jesus to take center stage. John was just the forerunner. He wasn't the Messiah. Jesus was coming and John knew that. John knew his role and his place. But so many times in our life, we think that failure and that decrease is somehow the opposite of blessedness. You know, Mary that we were speaking of earlier in this story of Jesus's birth, Jesus's mother, her blessedness, the angel called her blessed and highly favored. Her cousin Elizabeth said she was blessed and highly favored. That blessedness was scrutiny. It was scorn. To the rest of the world, she looked like someone who had not remained pure until that marriage covenant was fulfilled. It brought shame on her and her betrothed Joseph because once he married her and he didn't turn her away, that was taking ownership of this pregnancy. Blessedness doesn't always look like what today's society calls blessedness. Blessedness can mean a decrease, just as we see here in John. But Jesus, I think that is speaking the same words, especially in the year 2020, going into 2021. He's saying to us, the blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in him, no matter what happens. It is so imperative that we make room for the presence of God, that we make room to rest in his presence because things will come, trials and tribulations, diagnosis, maybe in our own bodies, maybe in those that we love will come. There will be hard days. There will be days that we will feel like the end is here. (laughs) And Jesus is speaking that same word to us, that the blessing of heaven is upon those who do not lose their faith. So even when we are pressed, we need to remember God's goodness. Psalms 27, 13 is one of my life verses. I go back to it often. And it says this, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The Webster Dictionary defines lose heart as to begin to feel that one cannot do something that one has been trying to do. It means to become discouraged. I would have lost heart. The writer here is presenting his neediness. If not for God and for believing in his goodness, for remembering his goodness, as we talked about, if I had not had believed the goodness of God was going to be here on this earth and his faithfulness to his people, I would have been hopeless. I would have lost all courage. So this year, we are going to end out 2020 and begin 2021 resting. 
We're going to remember his goodness. We are going to express our neediness. I think this year has brought an awareness all the more so that we are not in control. (laughs) There is a scripture in the Bible that says, many are plans of a man, but it is the Lord's will that will prevail. We can have many plans and one moment, one order from our government, and we are in shutdown and lockdown. Our plans are many, but God's will prevails. What has happened in the midst of this pandemic that we have experienced in 2020? It has brought the church outside of the walls. It has brought an awareness to the privilege it has been to worship and to gather and to welcome people into your home. And I believe going into 2021, we need to make room for rest. Make room, not just in a season of life, not just in a once a week kind of thing, but a daily practice of remembering God's goodness, of expressing our own neediness, and of seeking His stillness. And then we begin to trust His faithfulness. Let's talk about seeking His stillness for a minute. Psalms 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in her midst she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. It goes down to say in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. That word Selah means pause in his presence. This year, I pray that as you close out one and enter into a new one, that we pause in the presence. In that stillness of God's presence is provision, even in the times and even in the days of trouble and distress. There are so many scriptures on the stillness and the rest that takes place in God's presence. And I'm going to put links to those scriptures. So make sure you check out today's episode notes. You can find in Psalms 62.1, it says, Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Psalm 62, verse 5, Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Exodus 14.14, 14, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Again, go check out our episode notes today because I'm tagging about 30 scriptures on stillness and rest. And maybe you're like me and it has to be something that you put on the walls of your home, (laughs) that you put on the mirror in your bathroom, that you put on the visor in your car. Scriptures that remind you to pause in his presence, to rest, to make room in the busyness of life, make room for Jesus. Remember his goodness, express your neediness that you, like me and like the writer in the Psalms, we would have lost heart had we not believed we would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And then seek his stillness. Sit back and begin to to say, Lord, I wait patiently for you. As the writer does in Psalms 40, verse one, I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and heard my cry. 
There is a process that's taking place between the seed that has been planted in the ground and the reaping of the harvest. We do not just have a dream fulfilled. The vision has to have a death and a burial, which in fact is the planting of the Lord taking place. My dad describes it this way. He says there is a desire for something. Maybe it's for weight loss. Maybe it's for financial freedom or a career path. Maybe it's for health. And that desire for health doesn't just happen because you wish for it to happen. There are miracles that take place like that, but so many more times the Lord will prescribe a path to recovery because he wants to help us to change some things that we're doing in our life. And so there is a desire for something, but if discipline doesn't kick in, that desire will just sit dormant. Discipline kicks in. That desire will pass through the discipline phase. You have to push in and push through, but you will reach the delight phase. That is when breakthrough occurs and you see the desire has given way to the dream fulfilled. Maybe it's a closer walk with God. You desire to uh, have the word just flow out of you without having to think about it or Google it or get on you version and find it. But that scripture just flows out of you. Well, that's going to take the discipline of studying the word, of committing it to memory, and the repetition that takes place during that discipline phase will cause that scripture to come alive in you. It will be committed to your memory. And in that desire for a closer walk with God, that may mean waking up early in the morning to spend time with God. That may mean setting aside food for a time and fasting. Maybe that means uh, you set aside entertainment, TV, books, and, and you just pick up the word of God and you discipline yourself to be a student of the Bible. But you will enter into that delight phase and you will see that it becomes a delight to eat healthy and to exercise. It becomes a delight to get up early and spend time in the word of God. You've pressed through and were disciplined and you get to see the results of that discipline season. We can look back and see God's faithfulness in our lives and our families and our friends. We see it in the stories from the Bible. Even when we have been faithless, God stayed faithful. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation, says, But even if we are faithless, he will still be full of faith, for he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. I wrote a song recently that was inspired from that scripture that said, When I'm faithless, you remain a faithful friend. And he has. When I've come to a place of discouragement or disappointment, I recall his faithfulness and I recall that God is trustworthy. I want to challenge you as you enter into a new year, make room for rest. Remember, rest means remember his goodness, express your neediness, seek his stillness, trust in his faithfulness. One common practice that I've seen throughout every great revivalist in history is that they had a set time, an appointment with God every day that they would not let anything or anyone interfere with. Maybe you have that already, but if not, I want you to take some time this week to create that space in your home. Mine happens to be a chair in the corner of my room. It's a big, comfy, hand-me-down chair for my grandmother. And when I crawl up in it, I meet with God. There's a blanket that I keep on it that someone made for me when I was born. And that rests there. And every time it's a reminder of the history that I've had with God, that my family has had with God. And on days when I feel the most 
discouraged and disappointed and hopelessness wants to come in, I begin to crawl up in the chair, meet with God, remember his goodness, express my neediness that I'm going to lose heart (laughs) if I don't believe. And so I put my trust in him. I seek his stillness and I'd sit and I, I steal my soul before God. And in his presence, I'm reminded he is a trustworthy God. He is faithful. He is faithful to every generation. And so maybe you didn't have that same upbringing that I had. Maybe you don't have a hand-me-down chair from your grandmother. But you can start today in you and in your home and let that be a new lineage for your children and their children. Maybe you're an auntie and it can be for your nieces and your nephews. When we try to control an outcome, we end up exhausted. But when we lean in and rest and make room daily for God, we are giving way to the supernatural strength of God. When our strength plays out, His strength is perfected. We can rely on God from that state of rest that we will see His goodness and His faithfulness and His purpose for our lives begins to unfold. When we start anything in the natural, we are going to have to maintain it with our natural strength. But when God begins a work in us, He begins it and He supplies the supernatural strength that will be needed to complete that work. So as we close out this episode today, I want to pray for us. So Father, we come to you and we say, God, we're making room for you, not just in the season of reflection that Christmas and the new year brings, but God, come springtime and summer and into the fall and winter. We want making room for you to be at just lifestyle that we live and that we continue and that we pass down to those that are in our community and in our sphere of influence. Father God, that you would do a work in us and through us because we've learned how to rest that it will teach others how to rest. God, that when people come into our homes or into our office space or even ride in the car with us, that they will feel the restedness and the peace of God that is on us would rest on them. God, that that's what's going to change our communities. That's what's going to change even our churches. God, when there's strife and there can be bickering among us, God, I thank you that when we begin to live from a place of restedness, And we've made room for you, Jesus, that that causes change in our communities and in our churches. And so, Father, we just surrender our schedules. We surrender our plans. We surrender our families and our friends and our work. We surrender it all to you, God, and we make room. Change around our schedules. Reprioritize our lives, God, that you would be central and that you would be the main focus In everything we do, God, let it bring honor and glory to your name, Jesus. Amen. If you have any prayer requests or praise reports you'd like to share with us, you can email prayer at somebodycares.org. And you can also call our 24-hour prayer line, 855-459-2273. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. 
please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.